morning is on God's love for us. God's love for us. My brother was, we were talking, we were praying for ourselves. After we prayed for all of you, and he was talking about the Father's love. I just said, that's the spirit. <laughs> he was just going to expose my message. God's love for us. I promised on Wednesday that I will continue from where I stopped on Wednesday, and uh, I will start from there. And you'll be wondering what's the link. I'll take our text from Psalm 20, 29, verse 11. Uh, Psalm 29, verse 11. Would you be kind to turn to it? And we're going to read the, I mean, is it 29 now? 20, yes, 29, verse 11. And now we're going to read the second part of it, the B part. It says, the Lord, we, on Wednesday we looked at the Lord, we give strength to his people. And today we're going to look at the Lord we bless his people with peace. Now, what's the link between peace and love? The Bible says, God will bless you. Peace is a blessing. When you have it, it's because God has blessed you with it. And the Bible says, God will bless his people with peace. Now, how do we find peace in this troubled world? How do we enjoy this peace of God in this troubled world? This turbulent world, this tumultuous, this environment that is so chaotic. How do we find peace in the midst of crisis and storms of life? It's the knowledge, the revelational knowledge that God loves us. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. As we celebrate love this season, it's to help us to know that because God loves me, I can have peace. Because the understanding, the remembrance, the knowledge, the understanding of the love of God, the depth, the richness of the love of God for us gives us peace. The peace that nobody can take from us. Permit me to quickly share with you few scriptures on the love of God so that you and I will understand how deep, how great, how awesome God's love is. And, and we can understand the meaning of what it means for us to say God loves you. When we hear that statement, God loves you or God loves me, it's a very deep thing because it is the summation of everything that God can ever be or do for you. Submission. It's a summary. Because when a man says, I love you, your husband tells you, I love you, or somebody's about to get married to you, and he's saying, I love you, I want to marry you. What does it mean? It's more than just saying, it's not just talk. I expect that, not as the world saith it. It's not saying that I want to take you to bed. It means that, look, Everything I am, I am willing to give to you to share with you. So, when God says, I love you, or we will hear, God loves you, what he's saying is that God has made available and is willing to share with us everything that he is and that he has. And when we understand that depth of, knowledge, of that revelation, 
it gives you peace of mind because you know if God loves me and is willing to share himself with me and what he has with me, then I have no problem. Then I know that I don't have any problem with whatever is happening around me. I know God will take care of me. I love you means I will take care of you. There is somebody here this morning, God is saying, I will take care of you. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be disturbed. You don't need to be anxious or be worried about life, about tomorrow or what the future holds because God is saying, I love you. Who is it? Who is here that knows that God loves him here? Can I hear you say, God loves me? Turn to your neighbor and say, look, I don't know about you, but I know God loves me. And I, I believe he loves me more than you. You better tell him very well if you believe it. <laughs> now, quickly, let's see this love we are talking about. Revelations chapter 1 verse 5. And then, remember, there's a popular passage we usually read, which is found in John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him. Now, God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. Now, the true proof of God's love is in the giving. There is no love without giving. And what gives us peace is what he has given. He gave us the prince of peace. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. He gave us the prince of peace. The everlasting father. The almighty. The wonderful. The counselor. He gave us the prince of peace. To reign in our lives. To reign with us. To reign through us. And when we have the prince of peace. We, are, we begin to enjoy the peace that God gives and it gives in the way that the world does not give and cannot give. Jesus is a prince of peace. And Bible says, for God so loved you, love me, love Scotland, love United Kingdom, love the whole world, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, the prince of peace. And the Bible says in Revelations 1, verse 5, Revelations chapter 1, Verse 5. Look at it. Look at it. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the king of the heart, unto him that loved us <laughs> and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Wow. Love is you being given something he gave himself. The life of every animal is in the blood. So when he gave us his blood to wash our sins, in other words, he gave us his life to redeem us. What's the cost? What's the price of our redemption? His life. He gave us his all. So if there's somebody beside you who told you that I love you and is not willing to, to part with anything, just know that he's a liar. Because the evidence of love, of true love, is found in the giving. And the giving is not just any kind of useless gift, 
But the gift that is valuable and great and real and precious, what can be more precious than the blood of Jesus? What can a man give to you than himself? And that's why you notice that most ladies, when they're in relationship, they don't end it. They look forward to when the man will say, will you marry me? Because to them, that is what it means that the man is saying, look, I am willing to give you myself. Because the moment the man says, will you marry me? Or I want to marry you. Would you be kind to accept my offer? The man is saying, look, I am willing to open up my life to you. Come and share all that I have and I am. Then you start sharing my name. She has started sharing everything. And that is if the man allows you to share. <laughs> but on a serious note, that is the essence of love. And if there's anybody in this place this morning and you have not opened up yourself to your spouse, then you have not started to love. Because real love is known by the sharing. What you are willing to offer. What did Christ offer to us when he wants to marry us? He offered all. No reservation. He offered everything. 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 He kept nothing away from us. Nothing. He has shared his glory. He has shared his power. He has shared his name. He has shared his throne. He has shared his authority. He has shared his everything. There is nothing he kept back from us. And listen to me, every husband here, what are you keeping back from your spouse? Every father here, what are you keeping back from your children? I love you, I love you, I love you, but don't touch my pocket. I love you, I love you, I love you. Don't move near my accounts, my card. Oh, my credit card, my credit card. No, you have yours, I have mine. That's my car. That's my house. That's my this. That's my that. Oh, and in some places, that's my bedroom. You have yours, I have mine. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend your philosophy and your beliefs. But I'm talking about the scriptures. Look at what Jesus said in John 14 verse, from verses 1 to 3. John 14 from 1 to 3. In that passage, I'll paraphrase it. In that passage, he was talking about him going to heaven. He says, he's going to prepare a place for us. Say, where I am. I'm, I'm coming back to take you. Why? Because you are my bride. What does the Bible say about in, in Ephesians chapter 5? It says he loved the church and he gave himself to the church. Am I right? He loved the church. That's a paraphrase of the, of the passage. He said he loved the church, he gave himself to the church. And he has not denied the church anything. So what's true love? The evidence of true love in what is in what you share and you are willing to give. Not just to give the flowers. You know, some of, perhaps some people have already given the flower this morning. Wonderful, wonderful. I hope behind the I hope inside the flower is a good fat check. But thank God for the checks. If you give me check and you have not given me your heart, it's as better, as good as not giving me anything. But if you don't have check, but I have your heart, I know I have everything you have. God wants us to give 
our hearts. Our hearts to our spouses. Our hearts to our loved ones. But more importantly, he gave us his heart. And he wants us to give our hearts back to him. Now look here. Look here with me quickly. Look at verse 5. Say, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the king of the earth, unto him that loved us, <laughs> unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Then look at verse 6. It says, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. The love of God has made us become kings and priests and prophets and every wonderful thing unto his father. The love that can change our level. The love that can change our circumstances. The love that can change our positioning. The love that can change our titles. The love that can change our legacies, our inheritance, our possessions. The love of God changes everything about you. It takes you from nothing to become something. It takes you from the lowest to the highest. It takes you from the empty to fullness. What kind of love can be compared to that? Listen, in Christ, you have everything. The love that saved you is a love that has changed you. The love that has the love that has saved you and I is a love that has repositioned your life and my life. That's what the love of God is all about. And this morning I present this love to you for you and I to enjoy. And when we start talking about what has the love done for us and what can this love achieve for us, there are several things we can enjoy. In the love of Christ and by the love, because of the love of God for us. Number one, I've mentioned forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. The love of God brings us eternal life. And that's what John 3.16 says. It says, those who believe in him will receive what? Everlasting life. So the love of God in Christ and through Christ, whom he has given to us, gives us a new life. The nature of God, the God's kind of life. When we talk about eternal life, we're not just talking about a life we're going to get when we get to heaven. No, we're talking about a life that we receive from the moment you receive Jesus. You are born again. You are born to a new family. You receive a new breath, a new life inside of you. And that life is God's own kind of life. Which kind of life is it? A life of dominion. A life of power, a life of glory, a life of joy, a life of peace, a life full of grace and mercy. And full of wisdom. We become partakers of divine nature. And that's why you cease to be ordinary. You become somebody important. Somebody who has divine nature. Look at somebody. Say, look, you're looking at somebody who has a divine nature. Say, I have a divine nature. You better say it boldly. Say, come on, I have a divine nature. Look at it. Say, I am not an ordinary person. I'm a son of God. I've got the life of God in me. Oh, if you believe that, can you hear shout hallelujah? No, that hallelujah is for those who don't really believe. If you believe, you say shout a louder hallelujah. So, we receive the love of God brought us divine nature. Now we can think like our father. We can speak like our father. Our language is changed. 
our thought level, thought realm changes. We start thinking like our father. He gives us a new thought line. And that's what the Bible tells us in Philippians. It says, the whatsoever thing is pure, of good report, of, that is lovely. Say, think on this thing. You now have a new thought line. You think like God. We think divinely. We think supernaturally. We think extraordinarily. We can think greatness. You are destined for greatness. You are destined for divine purpose. And then we now have new strength. The strength of God is our strength. We have a new ability, capability. Our capability becomes divine. Now we can operate at a realm nobody can comprehend. Now we have a capability to do the unusual things. What are the things that we can do? One, you receive healing, then you can heal the sick. In Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16 from verses 17 and 18, it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Say, in my name, you will do what? You will cast out devils, you will speak in tongues, you will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Signs and wonders follow you. So you receive an, a divine ability to do the miraculous. Look at what the love of God has done. Those who are Busy receiving miracles now can begin to carry miracles. So everywhere you go, miracles go follow you. Miracles happen there. You are a carrier of miracle power. And everywhere you go in the name of Jesus, miracles of God will follow you. God will show up there in the name of Jesus. The glory of God will be revealed there in the name of Jesus. I can hear somebody say amen. amen. So, you can begin to do unusual things, extraordinary things, because the life of God is in you. When we open our mouth, we speak the mind of God, because we have his thoughts, we have his spirit. Now we can speak it as the oracle of God. We can declare the counsel of God. We can declare the mind of God. We can declare the will of God. We know what the spirit is saying. We know what God is doing. Jesus said, what my father does, I do. He said, what I had my father say, I say. That is a life that comes into you. Now you can hear what the father is saying by the spirit. Now you can declare what the father is saying to the world. You become a spokesman of God. You speak for God because you hear from him. The love of God has changed us from being empty talkers to become mouthpieces for God. You are a mouthpiece of God. And that's why Jesus said in Mark 16 verse 15, Mark 16 verse 15, say, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. You have a message of peace in your mouth. You have the gospel of love. You have the message of God in your mouth. The message of salvation. The message of hope. It doesn't, it will not ask sinners to go and preach. They have nothing to declare. But because God's love has changed us, now we are carriers of God. Because we have the life of God. Now we are smart pieces. You are a mouthpiece of God. When you speak, you say, the word that I speak is spirit and is what? Is life. Beginning from now, when you speak, you are speaking spirit and you are speaking life. When you speak from today, you will give hope. Oh, you will give joy. You will give victory. Where there is no light, 
When you say, let there be light, there will be light there. Because you are the prophet of the Lord. You are the mouthpiece of God. You are the son of the most high God. Bible says, know ye not that you are God's, you sons of the most high. Now you are a son of God. The son of the most high God. When you speak, you speak because God is speaking through you. You don't just talk blah, 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 hell over it. You begin to speak only when God speaks. You speak as God's ambassador. You speak as God's representative. Oh, and through us, the world will experience love. Those who don't know love, who have never experienced the love of God, they will feel love. They will experience love. They will hear love. They will enjoy love as we care for them, as we pray for the sick, as we help those who are oppressed, as we help those who are going through trouble to come out of that trouble. We help them through the situations of life. We bring hope to those who are hopeless. We bring victory to those who are defeated. We bring strength to those who are weak. You are the extension of God's hands. You are the instrument of the most high God. The love we receive brings responsibility. We receive it to give it. It doesn't end with you. God wants that love, that river of love that has entered into you, the fountain of love that you have received to flow through you to others so that the rivers must continue to flow. As it flows from you to others, they also receive the fountain. And the fountain becomes a river. And the rivers flow out of them to others too. Until the whole world is covered with the glory of God. Even as the water covered the sea. Love is responsibility. Oh, come on. Love is responsibility. Love is more than I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you. And then I eat cake. Thank God for cake. But as you are eating the cake of Jesus, you eat his bread, you drink his blood at the communion table, you are becoming responsible. You become a debtor. If there's somebody here this morning, I don't know why the Holy Ghost took me this way. He has knocked off all my notes. (laughs) I better close it. there's somebody here this morning and you have not enjoyed the love of God. Listen, the love of God brings you deliverance. You cannot enjoy love of God and you are still in bondage. When you receive love of God, part of the, it's a package. Jesus is that package, is the, is the box of that love. Inside the Jesus, inside that box is salvation, is forgiveness of sins, is healings, is deliverance. And believe you me, I know somebody will like this one. It's richness or riches. Because it became poor, that will be rich. There's no limit to how rich you can be. Because now your riches is no longer according to the world. It's according to his pocket. And tell me how rich is the pocket of God. So, the love of Christ brings you into access to, to have access to the riches of God. Inexhaustible riches. How many of us, by his grace, you have received Jesus Christ? May I see your hand up? 
be joy, not arrogantly, but joy. Be excited about it. Amen. Now, now it, it means that now you are a bride of Christ. Am I right? How many brides of Jesus? Even though you're a man, are you a bride? Now, how many of us are already joined together with Him already by the blood? Okay. So then, it means you have access and right to all that He has. Is that true? How many wives are here by the grace of God? Ah, be, come on, be bold. Come on, be excited. When girls get married, you know what they do? They want, on Sunday morning, want to give testimony during Thanksgiving. Praise the Lord, somebody! You know what she's doing? See my ring. <laughs> now, how many of us are excited you are married to Jesus here? May I see your hands up? Now, you we ladies, we will get married. Can the man, can anybody keep you outside the house of your husband? If you can drive the following morning, do you need to take permission to drive the car? Except with a stingy man. You just pick the key, say, honey, I want to get to the mall. <laughs> I want to get something so we are going to eat. I want to fix something for us. And you get the key, Right? And if he's uh, the type that is so generous and he left his wallet, say, I, I was, I'm picking some money here. <laughs> now, what it has done, what I'm saying is that your salvation makes you to be married to Jesus and then you have access to all of his. So, in other words, this morning, the Lord is saying to us, you have access to all his mind. You are not poor. You are not lacking in anything. You are not deficient in anything. You are not disadvantaged in anything or by any means. You are super, 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 super everything. Hallelujah! Glory to Jesus. Look at what Christ has done for you. Now, you now have that. Now you have the Holy Ghost. You have the anointing. Hmm. Come on. You already have the anointing. You have the Holy Ghost. Now, as you have the, all this, you have it in abundance. Now, God is now saying, because I want to conclude here. God is saying, you are to go out and give out of the abundance that you have to the world. Now, but in giving them, the greatest thing you can give them is what you received. And that's Jesus. Did you get the message? So what are we to give to the world? I can't hear somebody. No, come on church, talk to me. What are we all supposed to give to the world? Now, we give the Jesus to the world by giving your money. For the gospel to be spread. You give your energy. You give your talent. You give your resources. You give your houses. Mind you, by the way, you give your house for house fellowship. You give yourself to become a house care leader. To care for others. To show them the love of Jesus. You give yourself to work here on Wednesday to be a volunteer. To help those who are ministering to the drug addicts. To the destitutes. To the troubled people. We give ourselves by giving. We can join those who cook food for welfare. And say every month or every week or whatever time the church cooks for people. We want to come and join them to cook something. Or I want to offer my money. I may not have the time to, to come. But I want to give myself. Because when I give my money, I give my time. 
Anyone who receives love and does not give it has not truly received it. And it's a debtor. What is God asking you to give today? And if you're here this morning, you have not yet received that kind of love. It is that love that can bring somebody like me to this altar. If not for the love of God that I'm enjoying through his grace in the life of my brother and my sister here, how would I have come here? I've enjoyed that love. I'm a debtor. I've enjoyed that love. I know what I was as a backslider. I was really, really down in the pit. Give my life to Christ very young, backslided at a point, and his love did not cast me away. He still drew me back to himself with a mighty hand. In fact, he took him, took him to arrest me walking on a lonely, dusty road, smoking, and he spoke to a smoker. And he said, come back. He called my name. He said, come back to me. Return to me. Let me give you another new beginning. And I heard that voice and I dropped the cigarette and I went back home. As at the time he picked me, I was in rubbish. I was a mess. Mess in a mess. And he picked me and washed me. That's the love I've enjoyed. Somebody says, why don't you rest? You are always running. You are always going. Somebody says that the Jews say, oh, this man does it at 74. Uh, Father, is still, I mean, when you see that his schedule, uh, the general schedule, you'll be surprised the kind of schedule that daddy has. You'll be asking, what is he looking for again? If his name, he has a name. If his money, by his great God has blessed him. After all, even though he doesn't have money in the account, he has all of us. And if he has us, then, then already he's rich. Am I right? Now, so what is he looking for? What he's looking for is that he's a debtor. And the more love you have enjoyed, the more debt you hold. And the more you have to give to others. God is asking somebody today, come and enjoy this love. This love that has changed my life. Today is Valentine's Day. Who else can love you like Jesus? Who can give you all like Jesus will give to you? Don't mind us, all of us husbands. No matter how much we love you. <sighs> love yourself first. And then love your wife. But it shouldn't be so, actually. We should love like Jesus loved. But there is somebody who loves you without reservation. And his name is Jesus. Shall we just stand on our feet this morning? Shall we stand on our feet this morning? I, I think we should just stand this morning. Can we just please stand? Shall we just stand on our feet this morning? I'm sorry, I may not have been coherent, I may not have spoken in points as I would have loved to, but I know the Holy Spirit is saying something to somebody here this morning. You know what I feel here this morning? I feel the richness of God's grace here. I can feel deliverance in this place. I can feel power in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel healing in this place. I feel forgiveness in this place. I feel mercy in this place. I feel strength in this place. I feel breakthroughs and miracles in this place. Shall we just lift our hands to this almighty God and just give thanks to him for loving us. Thank him for the love of God. Thank him for loving you. Just appreciate him. Celebrate his love. Give him praise. Give him glory that he loves you. That he loves you. Just give him praise that he loves you. Thank him. 
thank him. What a peace we have knowing that we have a God who loves us. What a peace we'll enjoy knowing that he loves us. He cares for us. He answers our prayers. That is our Father. Oh, that He will be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. What a peace we have when we know that our sins are forgiven. When we know that our sins are washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, what a peace we'll enjoy when we know that He's, he, he's, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever think or ask for. Give God praise. Give Him thanks this morning. Celebrate His love. Oh, celebrate His love. Even if nobody loves you, Jesus loves you. Even if nobody loves you, God the Father loves you. I have brought His love to you this morning. He loves you. And He's saying, I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. He's calling you daughter. He's calling you son. He's saying, son, I love you. Your parents might have rejected you. I love you. Your husband may not love you. I love you. Your friend might have rejected you, forsaken you. I love you. God is saying to somebody here this morning, I love you, son. I love you, son. Come back, Joe. Come back to me, son. I love you. I love you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please kindly close your eyes for a few minutes. You may put down your hands briefly. If you're here this morning, you want to enjoy this rich love. You want to enjoy this awesome, inexpressible love. This overwhelming love of God. This unimaginable love of God. This love that is so deep, that is so high, that is so big, that is so great. This love that is all-encompassing. Would you just lift your hands up? And that love will flow towards you this morning. God wants to spread that love over you. He wants to put the cloth of love, spread his cloth of love on you this morning. He wants to embrace you with his wonderful loving arm this morning. Oh, you, you have been lacking love. You have, there's hatred all around you. God is saying, look, daughter, come. I love you. If nobody wants you, I want you. If nobody needs you, I need you. If they have rejected you, I'm calling you. I need you. Come to me. I will not forsake you. I will forgive you. I will cleanse you. And I will make the best out of you. Just lift your hands up. You want to enjoy that love of God this morning? You want to receive mercy? You want to receive forgiveness this morning? He's here to forgive you. Just lift your hands up. I want to pray with you right where you are. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift those hands up. I want to pray with you. God bless my brother. God bless my sister. There is love for you this morning. There is mercy flowing here this morning. There is forgiveness here this morning. If you are here this morning, you have been living with the guilt, with a, with a load of guilt of sin. You have been living with a guilty conscience. You have been burdened with, with sin. The Lord wants to forgive you and cleanse you and give you a new beginning. You messed up. You missed it. You backslided. He wants to restore you back. I was once in that level, but he showed me mercy. He wants to show you mercy this morning. Lift your hands up. God bless you. See after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I repent of my sins. I confess my, of my wicked ways. I don't want to go to hell. I know you love me. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Please come into my heart. Come into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Restore me from my backsliding and set me free and save my soul. 
please Lord Jesus give me the gift of eternal life write my names in your book of life save my soul and when your trumpet shall sound let me be raptured to reign with you forever in eternity thank you Lord and while I'm here use me for your glory and keep me to the very end I love you too thank you I accept to be your vow oh, thank you for being my vow thank you Jesus glory to your name in Jesus name I pray amen father I want to thank you for this one so I pray this prayer this morning I just pray that Lord your, 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 the, the wrapper of your love we embrace them you will wrap that cloth of love the mercy of God your grace over their lives and that Lord you give them your eternal life forever and that they will reign with you in eternity in Jesus name use them here for your own glory and keep them to the very end in your love in Jesus name I pray amen now if you are, if you are here this morning you, you, you have heard that you, need, you can receive healing you need healing you need deliverance you need miracles you need answer to prayer there's something you want God to do and you have heard this morning you have been going through lack and poverty and struggling to survive you know you have been going through hatred you need comfort you need strength whatever you need you need a new anointing you need power of the holy spirit you need whatever you want from god they are all in christ and the lord wants to give you a parcel this morning that parcel is here for you he wants to unlock that parcel and you take whatever you want this morning wherever you are whosoever you are would you just come quickly and let's agree together for a few minutes i want to pray with you in the name of jesus you need deliverance you need healing you need a miracle you need something that is you are desperately in need of and you believe that as you come to the altar this morning, God will give it to you. Would you just step out here right away in the name of Jesus? Please come in the name of Jesus. There is healing here this morning. There is deliverance here this morning. The healing power of God is all over this place. There is abundance here. There is open doors for you. There are answers to prayers. It's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask for. Come and receive from the Lord this morning. Come in the name of Jesus. Come. Open up your spirit to him. Tell him, Lord, I believe in Christ. I have everything. I receive by faith. Mention what you want from him right now. Say, Lord, I receive by faith. Listen to me. If he can give his life for you, if he can die for you, what else will he not freely give you? What else will he not freely give you that love him? Tell him, Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Father God, I love you. I receive healing by faith this morning. By your stripes, I am healed. I receive deliverance this morning. I receive victory this morning. I receive open doors this morning. I receive joy this morning. I receive peace of mind this morning. I receive comfort of the Holy Spirit. I receive your presence. I receive power. I receive authority this morning. Please come. Talk to the Almighty God. Talk to Him. And we will agree together. Please let the rest of us join us.